The Bible Study Podcast, episode 417. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 6 and the Sermon on the Mount. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We are still in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. We're in chapter 6. We'll be in the Sermon on the Mount for a few more weeks yet. Today, we are going to be looking at prayer, and we're going to be looking at helping the needy. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 6. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is an interesting verse because often in our society and apparently in the society of Jesus' time also, the reasons why someone was doing the right thing weren't always the right reasons. I think of some studies that were done in terms of, for instance, why people drive certain cars. And people who like hybrid cars, for instance, often have preferred the Prius because it looks like a hybrid car. And therefore, everybody knows, the suspicion is from the studies, that you're doing something good. And yet some of the cars that have the same classic styling as cars before them don't sell as well, even if they get better gas mileage because you can't tell as easily you're driving a hybrid car. There was also an opportunity one time for people, for instance, in San Francisco, it's not a great place to purchase solar power, to put solar panels on your roof because it's too foggy, but there was an opportunity to buy solar panels that would be in Sacramento or on somebody's house in someplace warmer and sunnier, And those programs don't work very well because your neighbors can't see you put up solar power. And therefore, you don't get any of those rewards that we sometimes crave. In the similar way, a lot of people crave that listing of here are the donors. Here are the people who are supporting us. Here's the plaque that says this person's name. Here's the church or the chapel dedicated to someone at the far extreme. Jesus is basically saying, don't just do the right thing, but do it for the right reason. Give to the poor because you should give to the poor. Give to the poor because it pleases God. And so don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Do it in secret. I think of the opposite of the people who want their name on the plaque, which is the organizations that write me occasionally and say, an anonymous donor is matching contributions this month. We would really like your contribution so we can take advantage of that. That's what Jesus is talking about. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Continuing on to prayer, an important and well-known section here in the Sermon on the Mount. And we get, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need 
before you ask him. Where do you pray? Do you go into your closet to pray? Do you go into your bedroom or your living room? Do you pray in the car on the way to work? Certainly sometimes when traffic is one of those days, I do some praying in the car. These days I wonder what my neighbors think because I usually do my morning prayers as I walk around the block. And I'm looking at my iPhone for the list of people that I want to remember to pray for, and I wonder if my neighbors think I am just one of those people who can't keep his eyes off his email on his iPhone. But that's what I'm doing. Where do you pray? Jesus again says, prayer is not a bad thing. Prayer is, in fact, a very good thing. But why do you pray? It's not enough to do the right thing for the wrong reasons or in the wrong motivations. If you're praying so you can look spiritual, he's saying, then that's it. That's what you got. You looked spiritual, congratulations, but those prayers didn't ascend to heaven. Those prayers were not targeted at God. They were targeted at your neighbors. When you pray in public, when you pray at your church, do you try and use flowery language so you can sound like one of those people who's good at prayer? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's something to think about. Who is the audience for our prayers? The audience for our prayers should be the one who sits on the throne of heaven, the one who we are asking to answer them, the one who deserves our prayers of thanks and our prayers of praise. Let's think about how we pray and who we're really praying to. And Jesus goes on and he says in a very, very familiar section, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. This is one of those sections of scripture that is so familiar that I'm afraid that we sometimes glance over it. And I think I'm speaking to myself at this point. There was a time at my church we were doing the Search Bible Study series, and I was doing a teaching, I believe it was on the Gospel of Matthew. And I was going to be teaching after the service I was in, and so I was thinking, not quite paying attention to the service and thinking about what I was going to talk about, and I was going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer, and what did I want people to get out of it, and I suddenly realized I was halfway through the Lord's Prayer. I was putting absolutely no thought into it at all. I was, I'm afraid, like those pagans, just babbling, because I wasn't thinking about the words, and it's easy for us not to think about these wonderful words. Think of the first line, Our Father in Heaven. Compare that to prayers in the Old Testament. How many of them start with our Father? I don't know of any. Jesus says we have the permission to think of God as our Heavenly Father. How amazing is that? We have permission to boldly come before the throne of grace, as Paul says. To come as one approaches a loving Father with our request that he already knows. But he desires for us to ask because he desires for us to be in relationship with him. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, holy be your name. Lord, let your name be 
different. Let your name stand out. Let me keep it holy. Let others keep it holy. And I don't just mean don't use it as a curse phrase, but let others respect the power and authority that is the name of God. Let others respect what God has done and what God continues to do. And let me respect that as well. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The, Jesus is saying here that God's will is done. The angels are jumping at his commands and that we should too. And he is instructing us to continue to pray that God's will will go forth on earth as in heaven. That this place, this place where we live, this city, this country, this world would be changed because it would fall in line with the will of God. How many things, how much would be better if the world were aligned to the will of God? Give us today our daily bread. It's okay to ask for things you need. It's okay to approach a heavenly father who would not give a child a stone when they ask for bread and say, Lord, I need some things. I need to be sustained every day. Remember the manna in the wilderness that God desired for the people to go every day and get manna. They couldn't save it up except for the day before the Sabbath because God wanted them to come back every day and get the daily bread. And that's what this reaches back to, that daily bread, that manna, that constant and continuing provision of God for his people whom he loves. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lord, make me a more forgiving person. Lord, then forgive the things that I need to be forgiven. And do not lead us into temptation. We know the way, thanks very much, but deliver us from the evil one. Lord, help us to align our will with you, to resist temptation, the new and the very familiar. For we know behind that temptation is the evil one, trying to drag us down and trying to turn our attention from God. I pray this week that you and I, as we pray this prayer, and I suspect as you go to church this week, and I certainly hope you were involved in a local community of faith, that if you say this prayer, I pray for you that you will remember what you're saying. I pray for me that we will keep these words close to our heart. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of million praying moms. And I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.